0: Demons Discuss, TV show review, season two, episode one.
1: Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. And Jean, what are we talking about today? We are here to
2: welcome you to our episode recaps for season two of A Discovery of Witches, Shadow of
1: Night.
0: Ah! <laughs> our fave.
1: Yay! So, I mean, first off, what did you guys think about this episode?
2: Uh, oh, my yeah, God. Did she's you hear still me my heart. Squee in Washington.
1: <laughs> so good. <laughs>
2: so, oh, so good. Oh, my God.
1: And that's not just me plumping it up. No. Oh, my God. I was like literally vibrating
2: the whole time mm-hmm. because it just it exceeded my expectations. That. I,
0: like, a lot. Like yeah. And I kept saying, you know, when they'd give us teasers leading up to the season and finally they started having Witchmas and doing behind the scenes and snapshots from the set and everything. And I kept saying, you're smashing our expectations and now watching it beyond smashing matching oh our expectations
1: God.
0: yes <gasps> the jokes i was making about
2: just please let the lighting be right like wolf hall <gasps> yes that and then some it's so pretty
1: all right, let's pay our bill. <laughs> All right, bills first. <laughs> bills first. <laughs> okay, so this podcast is sponsored by our patrons via Patreon. Okay, so Patreon is important to us because it helps us produce this podcast ad free. No one wants ads. Gene, tell us why we don't want ads. Because we could
2: end up selling you mattresses, toothbrushes, and other untoward things <laughs>
0: if we needed to revert to ads. Although <gasps> Tudor underwear does now directly tie in. <laughs> <laughs> with this season, <laughs> right? Like, sort of. Uh, you don't want those ads. Uh, no, no.
2: <laughs> and they always pop in at inopportune moments on top of everything
1: else. So right. there is that. It's good for us because it helps us pay for stuff we need to produce this podcast and for us to come out clear and clean. It pays for our equipment. It pays for our web space. It pays for cloud storage. That's so important that we live in three separate areas of this great United States, thousands of miles away from each other. So we have to share things with each other and this is how we do it but that costs mm-hmm. money everything costs money so thank you patrons especially being able to hear all of us at the same volume and you don't go what, what did she say <laughs> <did she> yeah <laughs> <laughs> That turn about So, Angela, why would somebody who is not a patron feel like becoming a patron?
0: Well, why wouldn't they actually? <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. You get so much. <laughs> you get demon's deluxe. We're a big fan of alliteration around here, and I decided that being a patron, it's demon's deluxe. So starting at the two dollar level, you get our after show, which is produced on our off weeks of our public show. But then as the tiers go up, you could get stickers, you could get sponsorship, bags, t shirts, Buttons, you never know. So various swag. You will be handsomely rewarded. That's right. For those of you who just tune in for our TV coverage, you're going to get us week to week to week.
1: However, after that stops, we go on to our regular episodes. And if you plan to stick with us, we do it every other week when we're on time. Every other week. <laughs> fortnightly. Or as you love to say, fortnightly. Fortnightly, yes. So what are you going to do in those in-between weeks? You can listen to our after show because that's when we produce that. So there's that. And if you're interested, go to patreon.com slant demons disgust. And I swear that's the last thing we're going to sell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to talk about our random patron sponsor. Give me a drum roll, somebody.
0: Whoa, <laughs> that was big. I hit my microphone on top of it. So yeah. he got the, the we got the boom. We got the boom.
1: Our random patron sponsor today is Patricia Brophy. Yay. Thank you, Patricia. Yay, thank Patricia. Thank you. So let's refresh ourselves on how we structured these episodes oh, yes. because it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the first part of this episode, we will attempt, mind you, attempt to discuss only the TV show what is presented to us on screen. In this episode. In this episode. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're going to stick to that.
0: I feel my walls closing in. (laughs) But I'll behave. I'll try. That's right.
1: And we're going to stick to that so there's no spoilers for those of you who are just listening for our recaps. Okay, for those of you who want more and don't mind things being spoiled, uh, maybe you've read the books and you want to talk about the book comparisons, we have a spoiler zone. So after we're done with that, we will bid our non spoilerly, spoilery,
0: <laughs> <laughs> spoilery, yes.
1: Spoilery yes. listeners Yes, adieu. And then we will go on to the spoiler zone so we can talk about more freely about the comparisons to the books, what we liked, what we didn't like. Maybe we'll talk about what's previewing on the next episode, just so you know. Yeah. The spoiler zone, if it's not for you, we will give you ample time to stop the podcast and go on with your life and not worry about it. So there you go. Can you think of anything else? I think we covered it. It's yeah. been a minute since we've done these TV show episodes. So we're just kind of refreshing ourselves as well as refreshing you. So Have
2: some patience. And and this is aspirational. There's no guarantee we're going to be able to keep our mouths shut, but this is our intent. We're putting our intent out in the world and hopefully we realize it.
1: (laughs) At least we have a plan. Oh, God. We did start with a plan. That's what counts, right?
0: Now the card has to turn over.
1: All right, so let's start the wagon, shall we? So when we left off
0: in the last season,
1: let's all talk about this. Where were we? We were in the Bishop House, Mm -hmm. right? And Satu, Gerbert, and Peter were all advancing on the Bishop House
0: in the bubble. Yes, they rolled up in in their 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 disguising bubble. bubble. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And what did we determine that was? It was like a spell of sorts that Satu had put around them right Mm -hmm. and in the meantime upstairs in the bishop house diana and matthew were getting ready to make the big leap make the big step they changed their clothes they had their objects yep
0: they were holding hands she told them don't let go right and they lifted their foot and stepped into
2: the unknown
1: And there was a little bit of question there because the TV show people were very slick where they had her turn around just as they were busting down the door. Mm -hmm. And we didn't see Matthew. You know, we didn't actually see what happened. But Angela, you did point out it's like the next time we see Diana, look at the candelabra behind her. Which is kind of
0: misleading too because look at where they end up.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Wow. So we were left with two questions. One, did they make it or did anyone make it to the, the past? And two, did Matthew make it with Diana? Right. Mm-hmm. That was it for what's it been two years. We were just kind of left hanging. Yeah. yeah. We, but yes, with with the candelabra, we were fairly certain it was Renaissance times somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Diana was at least but, there. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Diana had Had made it.
1: Yes. (laughs) That's what
2: counts. (laughs) But leave it to the Bad Wolf and the production team to make us wait even longer. Oh, Oh,
1: goodness. (gasps) Okay, so now we're in season two and we open up here and we see statues in the house and she's feeling around for something and this was a little bit confusing when I pushed play. I was like, wait, what what is she doing here? And then we see Peter and Jeerbear are with her and Diana and Matthew are nowhere to be seen. So what were you guys' initial impressions when you saw that?
0: That's sat to feeling around that little glimmer that she was trying to sense what the magic is and i i don't know, I always feel like she knows something more and she just doesn't say it. but she's like can you sense the magic that she used And i think she was asking him for his opinion but I think she had an idea too
1: I think yeah. she knew but was just yeah she was asking for affirmation or confirmation from peter mm-hmm. and I, I think she wanted to see if peter knew yeah.
2: i think she knew what it was but she wasn't about to like just yeah. say, hey, give here away because right.
1: she's decided he's
2: not necessarily her friend, shall well, we say? And also,
1: maybe he's not as strong a witch as he purports to right. be. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah and, and then Gerbert in the same scene was kind of like, well, he figured it out faster than Peter did. Exactly.
0: Which I didn't, I don't know. I didn't know if I cared for that choice. I wanted someone to figure it out, but I didn't know that I wanted it to be Gerbert. Gerbert, right.
1: They notice that their clothes are on the ground
0: mm-hmm. and it's like,
1: did they time walk or did they go somewhere naked? What's really going on? Yeah.
2: Well,
0: but, and the thing of it was, is Gerbert was able to tell that they had just taken Yeah, that, that I liked. That I liked. I mean, he's using yeah. his preternatural senses, like, hey, these clothes are still warm, or They smell like this. And they just had them on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I didn't know about the time walking. Yeah.
1: Gerber and Peter, they kind of, I mean, I know probably Satu was thinking it, but they figure the thing out. And Gerber is the one that suggests time walking. Mm-hmm. And Peter's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that. <laughs> right? <You know> that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He probably knew more, but I'm just making him out to be the dummy because Gerber and Satu seem to know what was going on. Yes. And Peter's like, he's just, oh, you yeah. know, onboarding. It's like, and Gerber is like being total
2: bad daddy, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. So the next scene we are transported to somewhere someplace and we note the three witches tell yes. me your thoughts
2: That was so great and we knew immediately that it was All Souls Night Yes, from the bonfire and the gathering mm-hmm. as soon as the camera moves around and it becomes clear that it's the London Coven I just love that they made the decision to introduce them right away and we Up get front. to see and it's such a great juxtaposition between the unholy trinity,
1: the the trio that we just left mm-hmm. to the trio
0: we're seeing and the witchy goodness. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And that they're putting right up front this prophecy that they're expecting this fearsome witch yeah. to be coming and Goody sees her and she's always seen her. And now tonight yeah. is a night.
1: Yep. So this witch will arrive this night. Wow. They
0: were expecting I mean, her for sure. Mm-hmm. It's not an
1: afterthought. It's like, oh yeah, we, we were expecting you, girl. It's like, no, we know for a fact these ladies were. We're Mm -hmm. expecting something to happen in the form of someone. Right. Yeah. And it just kind of also
2: sets up some of the history with the London Coven, which ends up being a lot more important later on in this episode.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: So kudos for that. Fast opening is like things are getting set up.
1: Boom, boom, boom. So quickly. And it's great. And it Mm -hmm. draws you right in. It's like, okay, what's going to happen? Even though, you know, it's Diana, you're like, who? Who's this? Which we're expecting? Oh, my my God. Right, Right. (laughs) This is exciting. And then poof. We're in the streets, somewhere, someplace. Yeah. And we're assuming it's somewhere, someplace those witches were. And yeah. Matthew and Diana just pop out of thin air out in the streets. In jammies. <laughs> <laughs> and basically their underwears. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, and there's no COVID to blame blame the pajama pants on, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> so Diana asks, where are we? And Matthew says, not where I hoped. <laughs> like, yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah.
0: But then I have a note here. Here comes Rob Lane's music. And to me, yes. that automatically just ties in season one and evokes all the goodness from season one. Yes. And, here we are. Mm-hmm. and then
2: he, he kind of drags her by the hand and makes a move. And then we see the sign with the white heart yes yes and then we know where we are well we know where we are
1: if you're a a book reader you should have recognized that yes
2: we're following deb on twitter because she has featured the uh, signage on a couple of occasions and i stole that picture at least once
1: (laughs) 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 for my own Matthew leads Diana into an entrance and Diana's like, hey, you know this place? And Matthew's <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. Very well. <laughs> I know this place. Yep. And then we are into our theme music just oh, like yes. Angela said. Oh, as we open
0: this up and we're getting ready to walk into this place. Can we first talk about the intro? Because sure. it's obviously not Matthew Good doing a voiceover like in season one. No. Um, but it's all, like I said, it's all a collage and montage of season one. Season two, it's, it's almost like past, present, and future are colliding in this intro. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the emphasis is on science. Did you notice how the yes. emphasis was on science? I thought of you. I'm like, they're doing all the schmexy, sciencey stuff. <laughs>
2: I know. <laughs> all the schmexy, sciencey stuff we missed out on last season and, and it, seeing this intro going,
0: oh, I hope this is
2: where they blow all of this wide open. It's going to be so good.
1: Visually, it, the actual intro kind of gives us flashbacks of where we we left off. let And we, we see Diana rowing. We see her with the witch water looking straight up in mm-hmm. the air. We see all the shots drops of blood under a microscope. All this stuff. Dancing. Yeah.
2: All the silhouettes just look wonderful. The
1: Silhouettes of things to come. Yes. It's
2: good. Well done.
1: I
0: didn't miss the voiceover either. No, I didn't no, either. No. I didn't either. Visually, it was you had the feast for the ears in season one and now you have feast for the eyes in season two. Exactly.
1: So apparently this house is empty and it's never empty. it shouldn't be according to Matthew but there's noises and Matthew goes he's like okay stay behind me and he goes searching Diana's just kind of standing there and here's this figure looking at Diana saying what the fuck well he didn't say that but you know (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck who are you and Matthew goes full vampire who the hell are you that. Stand down, she's with me She is a
3: witch, I am sure of it Master Royden, we weren't expecting you for weeks yet here. he is bewitched Shit
2: Enough my heart is like beating out of my chest, like Bugs Bunny. <laughs>
0: it's like, hello, Kit. Right? It, it's almost as momentous as when he was Tom Hughes was revealed at All Souls yes, Con in Cardiff that he was. was going to be Kit. It's like, ah, oh, there's Kit.
1: Right. So oh. Matthew growls and advances, and like, oh, a, which was like another like heart, heart out of your chest moment because it's like oh, he's <laughs> growling and it's so sexy. And then we're confronted with Kit. And if you're just a TV show viewer, you don't know necessarily who this is and what's going on and why is Matthew like going all vampire on him. But this person who cuts right to the chase and says, She's a witch. I mean, (laughs) rightly so, he's taken aback. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like, whoa, what the hell? She's a witch. And then we meet Pierre. (gasps) Pierre. Pierre. But then, you know what? I said, Pierre. And then I'm like, oh, you're not French.
2: <laughs> Sad face.
0: <laughs> but that's okay. Neither I still was, love you.
2: Neither was Francoise. Was. No. No. Like, oh, no.
1: So who we know to be is Pierre. Comes down and says, hey, you know, we weren't expecting you. Uh, and then Kit's <laughs> going batshit in the background. He's like, call for Raleigh. He's been bewitched. And Matthew's like, yeah, no. She's my wife. And she shall be treated as such. I mean, just like that. Boom. There we are. And we're thrown right into the action. So. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's I think good. Matthew level sets with Kit ASAP. He's like, yes. this is who she is. Yeah. If you want to keep your tongue, don't talk badly about her.
1: <laughs> and then Kit's like all looking at him like, what the fuck happened to you, dude? he's <laughs> yeah. <I> like, <laughs> you
0: know.
1: Oh, it, oh it's,
2: just, it's just so good. And then when they, they go off onto that balcony. And have their conversation
0: after oh, yes. Oh,
1: okay. So now Matthew and Diana are alone and we're getting some creature background. So Kit's a demon. Not only that, he's Christopher Marlowe, the famous playwright. And they talk about how Diana miscalculated her time-walking skills. Her GPS was a little off. Matthew's like, don't be so hard on yourself. Look where we're at. Right year, right night. You did that right. Come on now. <laughs> Diana did oh, yeah. it. She's doing it. Yeah, she's, she's doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 60 miles off, but eh, who's counting? Yeah, right. Apparently so, Matthew was. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. So they go on to talk about the scar on Diana's neck. This is the spot where Matthew fed on her in the hay barn last season where, you know, he was dying. And Diana's like, no, go ahead and feed on me. And so she's got this mark and it may be frowned upon in this establishment. So he's warning her. It's like, yeah, they won't understand that I've been feeding on you. So we got to kind of be careful. Yeah. And then we're introduced to the word where or mm-hmm. weir as said TV program. So we were taught to spit say it a where, little bit at the at the end, yes. right? But Matthew Good said kind of weird in here, so it was a little bit of a bad Irish accent, <laughs> right? So we have a new thing to add to our lexicon, and then enter a lady. Mm-hmm. She's come to report. <laughs> That kit went ahead and called for Master Raleigh. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. And I suppose if I was just coming on this fresh without the books or anything like that, I'm like, oh, no, who's this Raleigh guy? You know, right. Could that be bad? Could that be good? And then the Earl of Northumberland, a.k.a. Henry Percy, as we know him. Mm -hmm. Matthew lets Diana know, hey, they're cool. They're humans, but we trust them, essentially. And we learn the lady is called Francoise. As he asked her to hook her up with some of Louise's old clothing. (laughs) Yes. And to me, Francoise kind of looked judgy. I mean, she's like, kind of? Yeah, yeah, her, her <laughs> the look on her face was like, what the hell is going on here? And I'm like, mm,
2: yeah. okay. She was a lot more no-nonsense than Mart was. Yes.
0: But I think this is book, Francoise. To me, yeah, yes. besides her being English and not French, I think this is, I, that's how I perceived her in the book as it well. It was very true to the book, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Diana's
1: all informing us their identities as the school of night after, you know, she took her leave. Oh My God, you're Matthew Royden. You're Matthew Royden. And oh, my God, that's Henry Percy and Walter Raleigh and Kit Marlowe and School of Night. You guys are the School of Night. I don't know how about you guys. Oh, we'll talk about it in the spoiler zone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll let that go. Okay, so Matthew's like, okay, I got to deal with Kit. So he goes to deal with Kit. He heads downstairs. Kit's all like, when did you cross paths with this woman? Because he's still thinking, Mm -hmm. you got yourself a dose of a spell and i gotta talk you out of it you're supposed to be in barracks still dealing with king james and yeah you're gonna be
2: in big fat trouble what are you right. doing coming back
1: matthew's like dude i'm not under a spell and then this kind of shocked me in the previews everything in the trailer he just hauls off and smacks matthew like damn, hell yeah <laughs> i was yes. like
2: whoa dude
3: when did you first cross paths with her do you remember Kate. I'm not under a spell. Just indulge me. I'm sorry, old friend. It wasn't the best way to tell you, I know. I'm not under a spell. A witch!
1: Matthew didn't flinch. Yeah, he showed a great deal of patience because I don't imagine anybody else smacking him. He would sit there for that. Right. He calmly says again, I'm not under her spell. It's like, okay. I don't think he still believes her, but whatever.
0: And I don't think this is spoilery, but what we've seen as trailers, nothing is what it seems. Exactly. Which all goes back to the whole caution
2: from Deb all along saying, don't try and figure out what's going on because everything is out of context. Mm -hmm. And we're, what, seven minutes into this episode, and yeah, that's exactly true. <laughs> mm. The bonfire was in Prague and Walpurgis knocked.
0: Mm-hmm. The slap wasn't what we thought it was either. Right. What did you think it was? It was paired with a line that made it sound like they were fighting over Diana, like for way down the line.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I was just looking at the visuals like, oh!
0: The slap <laughs> was like right around even Bedlam time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the tra- Yes, exactly. The trailer puts lines from future episodes with early episodes. With visuals from early episodes. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's kind Which of sneaky. And it throws <laughs> you
1: off. Mm, that's <laughs>
2: slick. Mm-hmm. 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 The last line in that conversation uh, with Kit I loved is like, until you are you again, I will treat you as a stranger. Yes. Because he's mm-hmm. like, you're not being yourself. It's like, wait, Kit's the not mess. No. How is this happening?
1: Now we're in a new scene. Diana's with Francoise and Francoise is being very no nonsense. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. (laughs) not
0: into small talk (laughs) no No. not into small talk
1: she's ignoring her little small talk the scar shows up, and she's like, "Okay, who did this to you? What's going yeah. on?" And uh, Diana's like, "It was like a
2: personal aff- insult to her. Like, what? What is going on here? This is just not acceptable." And Holly Aired is great. I love Holly Aired because she's just like, mm, "No, this is yeah. not going to do."
1: And then in the end, Francoise is like, "Okay, we're going to take care of you, girl. We're going to hook you up with some new clothes. Uh, until then, you know, this is going to have to do." And she shoves her off with Louisa's clothes. Yeah, oh. it shoves
2: her, shoves her <laughs> boobs in a whole night. And (laughs) it's a really hideous brown dress, by the way. Yeah. Out of all the beautiful things that Sarah Arthur really fulfilled the prompt for this dress because it was supposed to be like kitty. And it was (laughs) compared to everything else we see in this episode and in all of the trailers.
1: So then we go on to meet Henry and Walter. What were your first impressions of Henry and Walter? I was expecting Henry to be taller. Okay. He's described as a gentle
2: giant. Yeah. In everything in real life. And i was was just kind of, it's a stupid little thing, but I was kind of taken aback because Henry and Walter kind of looked like that old cartoon duo, Mutt and Jeff.
1: Yeah, true.
0: <laughs> Angela, what were your thoughts? Um, you don't get the sense of them being Matthew's equals. No, I would agree. That's a great way of putting, they're very beta.
2: Yes. To Matthew's alpha. Yes.
1: They seem curious about her, especially as soon as she Mm -hmm. opens her mouth. And then she gives the Cambridge explanation. So, Jean, you want to elaborate on that?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, she, she says, I'm from Cambridge. And then in, in the colony of, I know she doesn't elaborate on it because she just says, I'm from Cambridge or perhaps West of, Mm -hmm. and doesn't really say much else, which is going to cause some problems down the line because she's being very Matthew ask at this point as far as like not being very forthcoming and maybe she should be a little bit
1: more forthcoming. Right. Right. Especially after Matthew said, we can trust them. But I also got the hint that, hey, we still kind of have to hide this story from people. Um, We're just going to kind of move into our lives and I have this person with me and you know,
0: they're going to accept it. (laughs) It's true. Matthew does say you can trust these people, but he also says in his grand planning that we're just going to get in and get out real quick. (laughs) Yeah. In and out. We're get, yeah, yeah. Get what we need and we get out. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Sure, Matthew.
0: Although, in the background, you can just see Kit rolling his eyes. I mean, yeah. Kit is. Tom oh. Hughes' portrayal is just everything because his weary, leery, moody, broody. Yes. <laughs> um, in the background, it just sets the tone for every scene that he's in. But in some of it, you also get the sense of, yeah, it's, this
2: is Matthew and I'm sick of some of his shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 with Kit, it's like, okay, I really relate to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because <laughs> he's very skeptical, too. As he right. should be. And it's not unhinged, but like very pragmatically. Skeptical about this whole thing. As he should be. Mm-hmm.
1: Because any normal creature sitting here watching Matthew come back from Where wherever. That, from someplace
2: he should should have been and staying there.
1: And staying there. And now he's got this woman with him. And what the hell? And you're acting crazy. And what the hell is it with your appearance? You don't look right. You don't smell right. Nothing's right. So. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Especially the whole, you know, why is it such a big deal that he's back? Yeah. What exactly was he supposed to be? Doing that, there's no way he could have finished doing it. And everybody's right. like, We weren't
1: expecting you back for weeks. It's like, Okay. And then it throws intrigue in the viewer's brain like, Okay, where the hell was he supposed to be? Hmm. Yeah. And so the bottom line is Diana needs a witch teacher and they're looking for a book. These are the two objectives. Matthew is really set on getting in and out. So he lets his friends know we need a teacher and a book. Sends them on their merry way. And they give him advice. It's like, dude, don't be seen. With that witch, you need to be discreet. I love this line from Kit. (laughs) That was great. Kit's all like,
0: yeah, and keep that indoors. (laughs) Which (laughs) which exactly mirrors Jillian saying that to Diana. You're not hanging around. Out of that, are you? That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, burn. God. Yeah. Well, it was a burn, but
2: the funniest thing was, is with Kid, it didn't just come off necessarily quite so blatantly racist. It was more like, dude, taking her out and about's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And keep I mean, that he, indoors. he was the bitter, bitchy queen about it, but he's like, mm, this is not a good idea.
1: It's almost it, as if Matthew had brought some mongrel, mangy dog from somewhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, Keep that indoors, okay? Yeah, that's, that's a mess.
0: But I always find myself being the Raleigh in the situation in our family because some people in our family have bad delivery, and then here Raleigh comes in saying his sentiment is correct, his idea is correct, his delivery is just bad.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, it excuses vulgarity or it's like he said yes. vulgar language or vulgarity, and it was like, oh, that is just so perfect.
1: But I'm going to tell you the same thing, but just more polite about it. So yes. there yeah. you go. He's not wrong. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah. her accent is all fucked up. She kind of sticks out and then diana agrees to lay low but emphasizes yeah no one's keeping me anywhere okay i'm just (laughs) gonna do
0: what i want i'm gonna do what i want there's diana i like that yeah (laughs) she's back okay i did love walter's little plumed hat that is like a portrait out of history. Any picture you see yes. of the great explorer or privateer, Walter Raleigh, that is exactly how I picture him.
2: Yes. And Deb
0: was not kidding around on her um,
2: Facebook Live. She, I think she was talking about how there's lots of hats. And we'll see in this episode, she was like, "It' eh, no joke. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Diana and Matthew are back alone and he lets her and us know, yeah, I got to go out. It's like, whoa, what? <laughs> wait a minute, yeah. we just got here. Yeah. But Matthew has to reach out to people and figure his shit out because yeah. he's like, it's been a minute. I don't know what's really going on. So I got to kind of yeah. go take a refresher. I got to go. Yeah. I got to go. Uh, all right. So new scene. Matthew's oh. at. Oh, Matthew in that cloak. I knew it. I was like, cloak, (laughs) Matthew.
2: (laughs) I was like, we can't move on without addressing the cloak porn. (laughs) Because it was like, oh, and it's foreshadowing for something later on in this episode, which was just
1: delicious. So there's cloak porn here. And we're in this new scene. Matthew's out roaming the streets. And meanwhile, Diana wakes up from a deep sleep and she feels something and she investigates and she's like going out to the front window and she sees this shiny creature, a witch. Mm-hmm. So she heads on out and tracks her down. And finally, when she tracks her down, she looks just like Sophie. What were your thoughts? I mean... Oh, and she called her Sophie too. Yeah, was like, she's like, she did. Sophie? And the lady's like, what? Oh my God. You know? Run away. <laughs> so later, Matthew and Diana are discussing this and Diana's like, my magic is showing me shit. She's supposed to be my teacher. Matthew's like, how can I protect you if you don't share shit with me? <laughs> And, I mean, it escalated really fast. Yeah. It took me by surprise. But yes, I do feel this is the Matthew that we did get to know in Shadow of Night. Well, yeah. that's not spoiling anything. We'll go further into the spoiler zone. Yeah.
2: Hot mess Matthew is in the house. He's
1: <laughs> straight up in this house, for sure.
2: Well, I, and I do have to say, though, I, I think Diana was kind of a fucking idiot. <laughs> and in fact, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> Diana's being a fucking idiot. With
1: right. the, like Just wandering know, in the streets in a place she just, doesn't know where she's a yeah, total stranger? Run,
2: running out. Out in the streets with nobody around, you know, she could get snatched up in a second by That's the true. by the night watch or by any other creature. Especially after everybody's telling her
0: stay in the house. That's exactly what they told her. In you the know? uh, discovery of witches in the book, anyways. Don't go outside, set tour. <laughs> something bad will happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and imagine that something bad happened. Yeah. yeah. So Diana, not to let up in her argument, she's like, "Okay, pal, where the fuck were you last night?" And Matthew's like, "I had people to
0: reach to." He's- I didn't like that line. <laughs> yeah. I told you I had people to reach out to. Yeah.
2: That's also back to the Matthew and his secrets. Yes. yes.
0: I didn't want it to be. No, I didn't want him to expose anything. I just didn't want to reach out to. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Clunky. So
1: it kind of gets yeah. into the goose gander argument here. Yes. And yes. they wind up very snippy. And her ultimate point being we protect each other. And the look on Matthew's face when Diana said, find me that witch or I'll find her myself. He just kind of put his head down, his eyes eyes closed. And it just felt like, what the hell did I get into? When and, I, and so it begins. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like, with this like, woman. Oh God. Oh my God. Shit, and I think one, right.
0: of, <laughs> one of the lines before that is I've never run scared of anything in my life. I'm like, really, Matthew?
3: Mm, okay. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> but he was so good in this and he's like so yes. dark. Yes. I love yes. how dark he is. I'm kind of thinking to myself, This is spoilery, but not. It's like kind of how I imagine Serpent's Mirror Matthew
0: to be. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's definitely
1: building the intrigue. And he's definitely not the same person, just like Hamish described, not the same person we left in the last season. He comes across as totally different. And it's true to the books as well, because I know I was shocked when he started acting crazy. Yes. Well, here we go. He's not your cuddly vampire. Not really. All right. And and as another aside, as we move around
2: the different spaces in the Heart and Crown house, God, it's so detailed and beautiful and all the hand paintings on the walls and the, the trim on the wood beams and it's just yes. everywhere you look, it's something else. Yeah, and it's they just did a really good thinking. job
1: of sets. Yes. So we're in a new scene. They're in bed. We see Matthew sitting up and when she wakes up, he's like, okay, I had all night to think about this. Show me the building where she walked into and I'll have Walter and Henry find the witch. You know, yeah. hey, that's my offering. And added bonus, once <laughs> she gets new clothes, they'll take her around town. Yay! <laughs> Hey. <laughs> because uh, Louisa's shit was apparently out of style, you know. <laughs> and as she said, you, you were scared of being with a fashion victim. You are
3: not going anywhere in that monstrosity. So <laughs> twenty years old and intended for court.
2: Uh, Matthew de Clermont, were uh-huh. you keeping me
1: indoors because you didn't want to be seen with a fashion victim?
3: Well, I mean, look at me. I do have a reputation to uphold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I love these, like, well, I do have standards to maintain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's clipping right through. We're in a new scene. Francoise is dressing Diana up and we're assuming these are her new clothes. Mm-hmm. Now they're headed into town. They pan into them walking into town. She's getting stares. He's getting stares. Well, I mean, he is because because hot. Can we address <laughs> Super his outfit? Hot. <laughs> hot. <laughs> Lord.
0: Okay, he is. But do you think she's also getting the attention because she also automatically says, you You get so much attention. Have you always gotten this much attention? But I also feel like they're noticing her just like the Bodleian. She didn't think it was her in the Bodleian. Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: yeah she's getting the stairs too. This
0: is one of the instances.
2: There's a couple instances
0: where Matthew Good is just so pitch perfect and
2: he kind of switches over to being like jokey and playful. Mm-hmm. And, he just, he, and he just turns on a dime like that and then gets back to moody broody. I'm a vampire Matthew. But it's like so, re- it's so refreshing. when it's, yeah. like, it's kind of like the verbal equivalent of he doesn't smile often, but when he smiles, it's brilliant. Agree.
0: And then we get to see old St. Paul's. Oh, that was
2: beautiful. That was a beautiful shot.
0: For as much as they have showed that the set was just half built on a farm outside of Cardiff, yes. the CGI is just spectacular. It's not hokey. It's not fake looking. It's I mean, it's everything I would want to get a picture of what it was really like back then.
2: And a little bit earlier in this episode to, to follow up on, that that bumper where matthew's rowing the boat down the thames at night with the full moon when he's out meeting people mm-hmm. yes that shot is just so beautiful and it calls to mind diana rowing on the river and him watching her yes yes and it's just beautiful
1: and then we see this weird guy this in weird a hat <laughs> just staring apparently this guy uh, i mean he appears to be a spy because it Gets Matthew's ire up as soon as he sees him. He's a lackey.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So it turns out this guy is a little snitch and he's reporting to another important person. As yet unknown in this episode, if you're just coming into this clean, they head back home and then he's like, yeah, I got to go out again and don't leave till I come back this time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Gosh. All right. So now we're in a pub. With Matthew, and he sits down in front of this random dude who looks really spooked to see him, by the way. And Matthew's all like, okay, so tell me, what was I doing out of London? (laughs) (laughs) The dude's like, is this a test? What? (laughs) This must be a test. Okay. Okay. I thought that was interesting how he gets his backstory. He's like, I'm just going to ask. A random dude, no more. random dude, right?
0: Someone in his intelligence network, and I couldn't catch the name, and that's why I was upset that there weren't clothes. It was was Master Poe. Okay. Okay. Because okay, I know Poli was an intelligence in real life that was hand in hand with Kit. And that was one of the theories by Roz Barber that he killed Kit in the, the bar or whatever. But I, oh, I don't yeah, think yeah. it was the same guy, but it is the same type of guy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I love that he's getting the 411 on what he was doing while this poor
1: dude is sweating bullets. <laughs> yes. Th- oh. thinking,
2: that he, think, thinking that he's testing his loyalty.
1: It was great. Right. <laughs> on this quote unquote test. Mm-hmm. And
2: as this guy's like bringing him up to speed as to, what he was up to is kind of like, wait a minute! All that carrying on that Kit was doing earlier, he was actually being awfully helpful as far as warning Matthew about, dude, um, you need to solve this. You shouldn't be back here, especially with her. You're you're in for a world of trouble. And they're all like, "Ah, oh, shut up,
1: like yeah, mm-hmm. Kit, you're just annoying. <laughs> Whatever, <Whom I> <laughs> you're just pissed
2: off that I've got a girl." I was like, right. mm,
1: not so much." After this point, we're guessing Matthew's memory has been triggered enough because he's walking into Lord. Burley's office, a.k.a. the very important dude we met earlier, a.k.a. Yeah. the old fox. Okay, so.
2: Didn't he kind of get summoned there, though, too? Uh, that was later. Because I, I kind of yeah. got the impression that I was like, oh. No. But they, Burley already knew that he was there because. He was trying to do damage control. Yes. He, yeah. yeah. To
1: me, Burley looks like that boss you never want to be in his office ever. You yes. Be like, oh, no, <laughs> God. No. yes. Yes, definitely. Ever. But Matthew somehow talks his way through it very smoothly. And as he's walking away oh but there's more the old fox has more shit for him to do more there's no slipping away easy for matthew it's like uh while you're here why don't you do this that or the other it's like oh shit thought i walked away clean you're not that slick matthew
2: since you're back we want to use your talents as the queen's torturer again Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ooh, that's really dark
1: no big you're good at it remember oh he forgot (laughs) (laughs) fuck Okay, so meanwhile, Diana is snooping in the house and she finds some paperwork with the royal seal. And that Mm -hmm. sends her snooping even further. She's opening doors and she finds this room with all sorts of papers hanging. The secret office. It's so beautiful. And then she's busted.
3: I hope I wasn't unwise to place my trust in you.
2: You weren't. I already knew he was Catholic. He told me.
3: Wow, well, if you'd bewitched him, he'd tell you anything.
2: Listen to my heartbeat, Francoise. I will not tell a soul what I've seen up here, I promise. I suspected that he was a spy. I just, I hadn't put it together until now. He's identifying Catholics. Betraying his own people,
3: his faith.
1: And Francoise is all there busting her. (laughs) Caught your ass. Anyway, um, she's Francoise is like wondering out loud. It's like, "Eh, am I mistaken to trust you? Because what you're doing, it looks rather fishy right now. And, um, you know, Diana's like, okay, listen to my heart. Do we know she's a vampire? Did they even say anything in this show? No. No. So I'm just like, is she supposed to take out a stethoscope? Because we don't know. <laughs> you
2: know. But she comes off as kind of vampire-y, though. She's very rigid. She's kind of got an Isabel vibe to me. I, I mean, even as if I was coming in watching this blind, I'd probably assume she's a vampire. Cold but loyal. Yes. yes. And knows what's going on with everybody. Yes.
1: So Diana apparently has been doing a lot of snooping and a lot of reading because she figures out, based on her reading and her snooping, that Matthew's yeah. a spy identifying Catholics.
0: She has that little priest pole, too. Yes. Yes. This is the first time when she finds the letter that he's called Shadow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're in a new scene now. Diana's
1: waiting on Matthew uh, when he shuffles home. The way they kind of walked into this dialogue, I'm thinking Francoise has already briefed Matthew on the shit Whatever's Diana figured yeah. out, right? And they discuss why Matthew was there, what his loyalties were, and then they discuss Philippe. And what did you guys think of that? I think that spoiler
2: zone for me because it's very tied into what actually was going on in the book. So I will...
0: Yeah, I can I can say I, was, I thought it was surprising to see when Diana said, Philippe sent you knowing you were Catholic and Matthew's face was brilliant. Matthew Good oh, the actor's God, yes. face was brilliant. He's like yes, he knows like <laughs> the look of irritation, what, the yes. look of irritation
2: was just like are you kidding me mm-hmm. right you're smarter
0: than this you would think I mean you got a glimpse that Philippe assigned who was best for the role Whatever and it, it, it didn't matter if there was a conflict of interest yeah as long as his interest was being
1: taken care of yes that's mm-hmm. the bottom line. Now we are with Walter and Henry following a witch down the street, the one that looked like Sophie. Yes, the kid's in the lead. And they made quick work of it because the next thing we know, um, the three of them come into the house to greet Matthew and Diana. Hats all around, too, by the way. Hats all around. All
2: three of them are wearing spectacular hats.
1: We know what the witch is there for. She's kind of interviewing to be a teacher. I don't think the Sophie-looking girl wants anything to do with this. But Matthew pays her. Let the test begin. She sits down down. She launches the bell, starts it ringing, and she lights a candle. And there we go. There's the test, the candle and the bell. There are difficulties to say the
0: least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I, I even though knowing what was going to happen, I was rooting for her. I'm like Diana, you just did this a couple of days ago, lighting the pumpkins. Do I it! I know you were shooting them <laughs> out of your finger. You're good at this. Yes. Come on. I mean, no pressure though. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> the witch is like, yeah, I don't see any power here. So yeah, I gotta go. And <laughs> Diana's like, wait, I can do this. So she puts all her concentration into this whole project she's got and the quinces on the table shrivel up. Uh, the witch is like eh, yeah, keep your money. Fuck the shit I'm Fuck out. Shit I gotta out. go. <laughs> I was still like, <laughs> she's still doing it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew's like, okay, Diana, stop. Stop. stop.
2: <laughs> well, and did you also notice that Henry Persie did the secret
1: Catholic thing and crossed himself? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What the <sighs> fuck yo? <laughs> she does say this. She's like, power like yours is why they're hunted in Scotland. And witches have no peace with men like Matthew. And it's like, okay. And it draws you in. It's like, men Mm -hmm. like Matthew. Is it because he's a vampire? Is it because something else? Or maybe Mm -hmm. the spy thing we just, you know, it just draws you in. They were really good at this. Yes. Oh, the breadcrumb leavings, their
2: master's at it this season in the writer's room. Yeah.
1: So now there's the marriage question. And I feel free in discussing this with about the spoiler zone. There's no marriage to speak of, really. They never discussed the whole meeting scene in season one. So we never had the scene with the ring and see, yeah, one. it just seems like a very honest question. It's like, yeah. Do people think we're married? Right. So why do they think we're married? Yeah. So they're discussing that. And all of a sudden, this little child, so cute, comes up and Matthew's about to snatch his head off. Damn. And we know this to be Jack, but Diana says right away to Matthew, like, OK, it's a child. It's a child. We don't do this to children. Yes. Come on, Reel it in. No parents, no family. And they bring him back and they ask the question. It's like, oh, who are your parents? And he's like, yeah, I got no parents no family. And then Diana's asking him, just kind of trying to feel him out, it's like, what have you heard about us? Because he had mentioned he's like, Yeah, I heard about you guys. Cute kid, are you comfortable? Are you fed? Are you good? What have you heard about us? And
0: Jack's was yeah, pumping like,
1: for
2: information.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I love okay, first I loved uh, Joshua's portrayal of Jack, but I loved also how they made his character in that. Would you happen to know anything about us? Nothing happens in London without me knowing. I love that. I love this little hustler yeah. attitude, you know, yeah, like <laughs> totally I'm the Jack of all trade. Yes. Like, yeah. I
1: know about you. First thing he says is like, you know, they're saying you're a witch, but there's no such thing as witches. So whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, where are they saying this? <laughs> right. Where could you have heard such a thing? <laughs> uh, the tavern, the one on the corner, the lamb.
2: <laughs> it's like oh. I- I'll say this. The first thing I thought of is was like, oh, my God, it's a slaughtered lamb from American werewolf in London. <laughs> 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 oh, because in the book, the tavern's called the Cardinal's Hat. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, of course, I changed
1: it to the lamb. And the first thing I thought
2: of was like, Jack, Mm. I'm dead, Jack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (gasps) I love that movie. So now we're in a new scene. They being Walter, Henry, Kit, Diana and Matthew are sitting around the table discussing Matthew's lack of beer. Very trivial things, lack Mm -hmm. of earring. And then the question comes up to Walter. This is Matthew to Walter. Yeah. Have you been hanging around the lamb? <laughs> Walter's like, oh, hell no. That place is a dump. It's trash. whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> it's there all the time. Yeah. It's out there, though. <laughs> oh. Oh. OK. OK. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll deal Damn. with that. So Matthew's like, yeah, Walter Henry, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah. But he knows how to end a party. Geez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> that easy. <laughs> it's like, he flipped the dick switch. Is what <laughs> i
0: did. I'm like, Matthew, you're being a total dick now now right i mean he gets he gets right to the i said good day
1: (laughs) day. oh but but yeah i'll talk to you tomorrow good night walter she's like
0: i mean he's almost literally shoving them out the door physically (laughs) as as hal has a spoon in his hand full of food i know oh my god you don't have to go home but you can't stay here here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) so here it is we're left with matthew Kit, and Diana. Matthew gets straight to the point. He's like, you talked about Diana. And Kit's like, yep. And I'd do it again. Mm-hmm. Like So, yeah, Matthew snapped at this point, goes all vampire on him, grabs him by the neck, you know, and Diana saves his ass. Diana's like, he can't breathe. Come on, Matthew, stop it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we got to yeah. tell him. We got to tell him. He knows you. He's going to be a thorn in our sides until the day we leave. We got to tell him the truth. Yeah. Well, I mean, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she thinks she's mitigating the thorn in their side thing. But yeah. <laughs> we'll see okay. how that so, turns out. Mm-hmm. And all comes out, the time walking, everything, the whole story, how she had lied or kind of colored the truth about the Cambridge thing. And mm-hmm. Matthew, after all of that explanation, gives him an ultimatum. Accept this, accept us, shut your trap or you're done. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's mm. nothing indulgent about Matthew.
0: no. No at all, but it's got to be hard because Kit does have a good understanding of Matthew, at least the old Matthew in the same right. way yeah. that Hamish does oh uh, right. he's not petulant about it, he's just very knowledgeable and he's trying to explain yeah. it so there's there is reason for concern in in his eyes, and i I can understand that
2: Kit is rational, yes, I mean yeah. he's like snarky and snappy, but he's rational and it's like Mm-mm. you get a really clear picture with how he is presented here. he is the best tool that the writers have used so far to illustrate how this is not the right Matthew.
1: Yes. Yes. It looks like Matthew, but it's not quacking like Matthew, so it can't be a duck. Exactly. And Matthew, we kind of get a sense of his singular focus right here. You are messing with my in and out. Get Diana witch. Get the book. And we're out of here, plans with your bullshit right now. Right? Um, either you jump on board, or I can't do this anymore. His solution to get his plan back
2: on track is to like shut up, or I'm going to kill my best friend. Yeah, that's not going to draw attention to anybody, and it's
1: not going to mess with time at all, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's
2: not, not going to cause it's not going to cause further problems, right, Matthew? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Can you hear my eyes roll? So
1: <laughs> again, new scene. We see Matthew at his desk, and then France was brings him a message from one of Cecil's men. And then we watch Matthew roll out of town. Diana, once again, left at home alone. Starts snooping. And she that floral robe, by the way. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, it's beautiful. It's very good. can and Diana find each other again. And they're sitting there quietly talking. And he's laying it straight for her. And Diana's all yeah. like, look, dude, you don't know me. And then he goes into this beautiful lament. Yes. Let's stick it in here. Oh, I'm going to play it here. Because yes. okay,
2: it, it's just beautiful.
3: If you are sincere in your affection, then you deserve a warning. Your Matthew is different. Gentler, I think. Being back here, wearing the cloak of his old self, it will change him. His work, his enemy, even his allies. By the end of it, he will not be your Matthew any longer. I know what you're doing, Kit. You think if we go, you get your Matthew back? I have waited enough to know that he has never been
1: there. You know what I mean.
3: I have seen Matthew at his worst. And I fear you are out of your debt. With respect, you don't know me. No. No. when you met him, he singled you out. You were entirely uncommon. Exceptional in a way that he could not define. And although there was a darkness in him, it was somehow as though you had always known. The way he talked, it was as if... All those many lifetimes he'd lived before were just marking time. Until he met you. Stay then, if you must, but do not for one moment assume you know him.
1: And now this last scene proves how much we don't know Matthew. Mm-hmm. When Kit's done with this lament, we don't know Matthew. To me, that was just like, oh, you're right. We don't know him. Oh, my God. And that's it. We just kind of close there. And
2: then we get that last glimpse of what's going on with Matthew.
1: And it's clear we don't know
2: Matthew. We don't, we know, don't know Matthew. Right.
1: That last scene, uh, we're in a dungeon. There's obviously torture going on. And Matthew is just there
0: witnessing it. Up to it. his elbows in it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and that does echo the trailer, which it's the trailer is still out of context, but he does say, you don't know what I'm capable of. So now seeing this last scene, that echoes in my head, even though I know the story and all that kind of stuff. It, but for the TV viewer who hasn't read the books, you have to be wondering, you don't know what he's capable of.
1: No. Yes. Mm-mm. So anything else you want to bring up before we enter the spoiler zone? I want to bring
2: up the closing music. Yes. I thought it was great. Yes. I did. Yes. Too. Yes. The,
1: the eight, are, are we going to get
2: 80 80s uh no. covers? Are we going to, I, are we going to get because it's very, the first one was very alternative, but it's an old song. Nobody knows old, the trouble I've seen. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, is it a
2: Negro spiritual?
0: Those yes, slave yeah. I, I, yeah. I was actually looking to see all the different covers, and there's a lot of gospel. There's a Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah. there's mm-hmm. Louis Armstrong. Because yeah, I was trying there's... to find
2: this one. I can't wait to find out who's performing it because it's beautiful. Yes,
0: it, it is. But, but, but yes. But so Matthew, we we leave with the torture scene, and then here comes nobody knows the trouble. I was the trouble I've seen, which is. Just even more
2: foreshadowing of, yeah, this is not the Matthew we met last season at all. Not so much
1: the cuddly vampire. Mm. Yes.
2: Okay. I think we better set the alarm. We're entering the spoiler
1: zone. All right. So you want to give a demon kiss so we can say goodbye to uh, all the people who want to leave us? For everybody who is leaving us because they haven't
2: read the books yet and don't want to spoil their beautiful read
1: we'll see you on the other side and audience stick with us after this we'll go into the spoiler zone this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can contact us, send us your thoughts, email us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com, leave us a voicemail at 360 519 7836. By the way, your carrier rate supply here. Or leave one for free on SpeakPipe. SpeakPipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Now, if you can't remember any of that, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant contact and all that information will be there. You can also become a discusser there, fill out the form and bam, you're a discusser and the link to join our Facebook group is there too. Visit our main site, DemonsDomain.com. And if you really feel like deep diving, go to visit.DemonsDomain.com Slant Master post. And you can read interviews, geek out with weekly geeks about All Souls Universe. Read about the characters. Keep that geek flag flying, guys. Do you like what we do? Help us fund what we do. Go to Patreon.com Slant Discuss. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Demons Discuss. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to tell the world about it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them. It's wonderful. Also, it keeps Angela alive, and we need her around, okay? Keep Angela alive. Okay, who wants to start with their spoilers and comparisons and everything? <gasps> Go ahead, Jean.
2: Kit. I am going to, Kit, this Kit is a Kit that I always have championed and has argued for. And Tom Hughes is bringing all the shades of gray into Kit. He is not the tropey gay villain in this piece at all. He is like, I mean, he was the voice of reason. Who would have thought that would be Kit? Yes. It's like, are you kidding me? This is fabulous.
1: Here's a question I have. The fact that he was gay in the books, they didn't even bring that up in the TV show. Yeah, Yeah, they did. Did
2: they? There's a comment in the last speech that we were clipping back through where Diana says, he doesn't love you. And he goes, I know, know him well enough to know that he's never been that to me. So, I mean, Kit... Are you that talking that in season moment... one or season two? She... No, season two. Yes. Oh, oh, really? Okay. I remember in season one. I'm talking in season two. In this particular episode, when they're talking by the fire, she intimates that he's never going to love you that way. Mm-hmm. And oh, Kit says, no, I know that. Yes. So, I mean, in a very subtle way, they did bring up
0: the whole he's gay and... But prior to that, we had no indication. I thought in season one, when they were when she handled the book and she said, oh, he loved you. I thought something like that. Like, oh, he loved you. And, and in the, well, in Matthew, the book, yeah. She said that. No, no. In season and- one, at the end, when they're handling the book and getting ready to time walk in the very last episode, probably the last 10 minutes. And I I'm thought- I'm trying to remember. Matthew's- Matthew said it wasn't like that. I mean, they didn't get into anything in detail, yeah. but I thought she said, oh, he loved you. And maybe I'm confabulated. You'll have to go back and look. <laughs> uh, yeah, we
2: got to go back and watch. I was going to say, and Matthew, Matthew was like, of course, oblivious. But on the other hand, we've got this kit as opposed to the book kit, who's kind of like right out of the box. Yeah, I know it's never going to be, it can never be anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, th- this kit is just a constant thread pulled from Hamish in the present to Kit in the past because Deb yes. has always said when people were questioning Hamish and why he was so cold to Diana at the end of A Discovery which Witches in the book mm-hmm. and she said, well, how would you feel if your best friend all of a sudden after you know, 40 days had this new girlfriend they're in all sorts yeah. of trouble and up to their ears, how would you react? And I feel like that is Kit. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that I really loved well,
2: his whole characterization I'm just in love with, I think it's great, but it was so perceptive and interesting when he talked about, describing. Me about how Matthew was and how he was fascinated with you and how he thought he made you think that it, there was no one but you up until this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it was like, oh, Matthew's got a pattern of behavior. Yeah. And it was eerie. And it's like right in that moment, if I hadn't already been there, I would really feel for Kit because it's like, wow, Matthew makes a habit of like kind of playing with people's feelings
1: and leading them on, whether he means to or not. It just came off like for some reason, like if I didn't know better he'd be into it. Do you know what I mean? As far as Matthew, yeah, yeah. He, he was, he was up for it. Yeah. You know,
0: his, his understanding of Matthew though, is so comprehensive. I almost feel like, and this is maybe just me reading into it, but almost like he does have second sight. And I know it was hinted to in the book, like, did he or didn't he? Right. Yeah. Um, But just his understanding is so complete. So big picture. Yeah. And I
2: love when he said he's wearing the cloak of his old self will change him, Mm -hmm. his work, his enemies, even his allies. Yeah. And then are you up for it?
1: I mean, essentially. Are you up for
2: that? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, And it ties back to all those visuals we get of him sneaking out early on literally with his cloak and coming back to the house and blowing up and doing things that to Diana's eyes are out of character for him. I mean, yeah. and every time he has gone out
0: into the world wrapped up in that cloak.
2: Yes. Sure. Angela. I'm here for it. (laughs) Me
0: too. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love Shadow of Night. I wouldn't change anything about that. And I absolutely love the start of this second season. The way they've brought things sooner to the story. Yes. The way they've changed. And I keep saying this to you guys. It's the same puzzle pieces, but they just move them around to create a different picture earlier on. I love the pacing about it. I I don't mind at all those changes that they've made. I think it's brilliant. I think it gets to the point. It's captivating. It's compelling. It's fast paced. And I love it. Uh, That's the first thing I said after I watched this this episode very efficient.
2: The pacing's perfect. Yes. Yes. And the other thing and this it's a criticism that I was reading of the new version of the stand, because they don't start at the beginning, they they start in the middle. And if anybody's familiar with the stand, they start in Boulder and everything that happened earlier on, the way it's structured, they do things in flashback. Mm-hmm. In a way, we start at chapter six or so because you know, we yes, don't mess around yeah. with Oxford at all. But the way they've pulled things sooner in the story and the way they have kind of blended it all together, Mm -hmm. we get... I I think they've teed up the story, like you said, Val, far more efficiently. Mm -hmm. Mm. And honestly, I think it makes for a more entertaining story because we got rid of a lot of that fluff in the first six or seven chapters. Yes. Yes.
0: We lost nothing by cutting out. No. Yeah. And by
2: bringing Burley forward and making him far more menacing than he was, you know, instead of like just kind of leaving him. I mean, all he does is move along the story as far as being an info dump, more or less. But they've really fleshed out that character and made him a lot more menacing. And he's not necessarily an ally of Matthew's, the way he comes off on the book, because it seems like he thinks he and Matthew are both working the queen.
0: Yeah,
1: and this is another advantage of working outside of Diana's point of view. Yes, yes, definitely. Because we see all these things happening versus just reading Diana's Mm -hmm. maybe impressions, because in the books, Diana is kind of clueless as to what Matthew's going out and doing. She knows yeah. he's getting a lot of mail. She knows he seems busier. She knows he comes home and he's frustrated. And she seems irritated yeah. by it too. Like, But we had no idea yeah. what he was facing. We knew he was facing some shit, but we didn't know yeah. what kind of shit and what he was doing. There is that. For us in the books, we enjoyed the books because we got a lot more time with the boys and see how they yes. interacted. And all
2: and, of the boys. And I mean, yeah, we, Pared it down to Henry and Walter. Walter and yeah. I guess I was I was hoping that. Both of the characters would be a little more charismatic than they are. They seem more like bookends to highlight Kit. Yeah, because Kit has all the charisma here. True,
1: and it's actually a very appealing charisma compared to the books. And they seem all equal footing, and they all had their quirks, mm-hmm. they all had their problems and issues or whatever. But we got to know them a little bit more, and I'm thankful for the books for that. But for mm-hmm. a TV show, I do admit that would just drag things on.
2: Seriously, yeah. it's I like mean, they I don't made care. a good call
0: doing what they did. Yes. yes. Yeah, I agree. I would have to think Tom Hughes's portrayal of Kit would just be draining because he really brings so much to every scene. Oh, oh yes, God. he's fabulous.
1: That lament, I'm telling you, I was just like, "Ugh!" <laughs> what? I kept like backing
2: it up and watching it again. Yeah, I watched it like five times in a row because it's like. <gasps> This bit of writing from, was it Sarah, Salah Dollard? Yes. I think was just brilliant. But the one thing that kind of put me off was framing Matthew's spying as betraying Catholics. Ah. Because I think that was something
1: that was. Really far down on the list in the books. Talk on that a bit as far as betraying Catholics versus what we got in the book. Um, what we got, I mean,
2: what we got in the books more is he was like the liaison from the congregation and the liaison from Philippe trying to manage the relationship between creatures and monarchs. Mm -hmm. And in this one. They, we do have some of that because instead of being disappearing from the bar, from the pub in Chester mm-hmm. where they were supposedly rendezvousing with another spy, he was already up in Barrack dealing with King James and dealing dealing with witch hunts up there. And it sounds like he was supposed to be up there stirring up more trouble and putting more witches at risk, as Cecil put it. Created, let, let's see how this chaos you've created works out. Because the other thing that comes up in this episode that we didn't touch on before, which didn't come up in the books, is that the loyalty of the witches is in question. Mm -hmm. yeah, And I don't think that was ever even an issue. And it just seems with the whole way they're they're playing Lord Burley and Matthew's relationship and Matthew's motivations has really kind of changed a little bit. And I I don't know if it's because they think it's going to be more accessible for a British audience or what.
0: Maybe. Or they also could be just speeding up how you get to know Philippe. True. Okay. So
1: my thing, big thing, was the use of Susanna. Yeah, who is Sophie's doppelganger? Mm-hmm. Her mm-hmm. versus the widow beatdown. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as much as I love that chapter with the old hag, and oh
2: you know, my god, that, that wouldn't fit with this characterization of Kit. But God, that would have been such a great scene. For a, <laughs>
0: <for> <laughs> I know it.
2: Oh, I wish they would have done an outtake
1: of him doing that. <laughs> but just this is another. Me. <laughs> another part of where the efficiency comes in. It's like mm-hmm. you don't need another actress to come in. No. Widow Beaton's thing was in chapter four. So already we're up past chapter four oh, when yeah. she shows up on the scene. We have a new way to identify when Diana knows when she's seeing a witch. That little glowy thing. Yes. Yes. The glam. So it's like oh, I'm like, okay, this is new. I now like we this. know she's a witch. I like this in my head in future episodes. If we see the little glowy thing above she can mm-hmm. identify, well oh, that's a witch. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know? <laughs> so I like that. I like that everything we got from Widow Beaton, we got from Susanna. Susanna's like, okay, probably more pleasant on screen. <laughs> yeah. Versus
2: the description of Widow Beaton. The the old hag from Central Casting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although we did miss out on Kit saying, Oh God, I should put her in a play. <laughs> oh my God. She's fabulous. Uh, I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> And to your point, Angela, bringing Cecil up right away. And it's like, whew, OK, I get why Diana was all freaked out when he, he showed up yeah. in her fucking living room that right, time right. when she's like, feed me. Oh, shit. What <laughs> the, Who the are hell? are you? Yeah, I get it. I get he's kind of scary. He's all the yeah, thing. Yeah, they're playing him super scary. Yes. I'm a little sad, though, about Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no, we'll there's see. no more lord. There's no more lord. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that Francoise is played true to the book, very true to the book, very no nonsense. She doesn't have time to play. But in the end, she is an ally. Yes. And uh, they didn't emphasize that she was a vampire at all. So I, I don't know if people would know that or if they're playing her as a vampire or a human servant. I guess we shall see. Yeah, There's a lot there that I appreciated. And the efficiency was one of them. Now, uh, I do kind of miss our introduction to Walter and Henry. the way They were, as you said, Gene. I, yeah. I, I do miss that. I wish, you know, the TV audience can get a full feel of that. But hey, TV audience, if you're listening, read the book and you'll get the full feel of that. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think maybe we'll get a little bit in upcoming episodes, but I kind of miss the idea of Matthew slipping into the good parts of his old life and hanging out with the guys. And I mean, we don't get to really see their friendship. I mean, the only friendship we see is him and Kit, and Kit's like basically doing Hamish on steroids and trying to talk being about it being the really stupid. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't get the camaraderie. You don't get the sense of the frat house.
1: And you don't get the sense that he's working on constantly revising Faustus to include new characters that yes. show up in the book. Right. It's like, yeah, oh no, no, no. She's going to my play. You know, constantly yeah. revising <laughs> Faustus, and yes. I, I did appreciate that. But no, I wouldn't change a thing on how they did anything in this show no no not anything no, no it just
2: this episode just it was perfect 10 out of 10 i recommend
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> so what did we feel about the previews for the next episode bring it on baby bring, bring it, it yeah. on. <laughs> bring it i mean it's, it's binge worthy yes yes oh my god oh, So yes. stopping was hard <laughs> yes 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 so there's that Okay. I think I'm good with what I said. Anything else you guys want to say? I could talk about Kit all day, but I won't. (laughs) (laughs) My
2: wish came true.
1: Oh, you'll have more opportunity. Many of my future. wishes came
2: true. It looks beautiful and the light is beautiful. And even I know some people will probably complain that it's a little bit on the dark, but it's so it's yes, this needs to be dark. It's visual language reflects the heart of this book, which is it's a much darker part of the story than mm-hmm. Adel.
1: It is so good. Like, okay. Uh, I'm gonna be honest here with season one. I was just happy we're getting a TV show, okay? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so of course everything was gonna be fabulous, but I went into this way more skeptical, thinking, "How the hell are they gonna bring that big, fat, rich book, Shadow of Night, onto the screen?" And I have not been disappointed. No, not Not at all. all. No,
2: I was along with you, Val. But this, this is this is our favorite book. I just had... Oh, I was like, do not ruin my favorite book of this trilogy. Please so do not. So far, so good. I, so I really had... I, I think I'm harder on this season than I was on last season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you said, it was like, oh, thank God we're we're getting something. I, I think we were very easy to please last year. Yeah. Or last season. We it's are very... very
0: yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's been more than a year. It's mm. funny, though. Like, seeing season one, like you said, we were just happy to have a TV show, but I found myself like, this is different or that's different or comparing like lockstep. And now this is like... not not anything like the, the pacing of the, of Shadow of Night and the parts are different and things are moved up and things are moved out. And I love it. Oh, oh. my God. I'm here for all of it. I'm just yeah. like, it's like, like I said, it was hard to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an A plus
2: adaptation. That's for sure. Oh, yes, my God. Agree. Hard to stop. And easy to rewatch over and over again. Yeah, because we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, folks, I think season 2 for me is is a show that I could rewatch over and over and over again like ah, there's nothing to do today. I think I watched Shadow and Night. Yeah. I wasn't that way with Discovery of Witches. I mean, I loved it and I was satisfied by it, but like we said in our earlier episode, I watched it about four times, to- four or five times the whole series. I may have and hit I was up like, mm-hmm. episode
1: three and episode seven multiple times. I made Yes, yeah, so episode
2: seven. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so what do we think of the previews as far as scenes we saw and what drew you in as far as, oh, I want to see this. Oh, I want to see that. I
2: wanted to see the whole thing. <laughs> I'll be honest <laughs> yeah, with you. It was exactly.
1: Just like, Let's not waste our time. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or just give it to me all. All right.
2: I didn't need tempting. <laughs> I don't think any of us needed tempting to go on to episode two. No.
1: This not is good. Not all. All right, guys. So we are going to talk to you next week. Yay. And those of you are patron sponsors, you will hear stuff from last year that we were saving to go on for stuff this week. So or next week. I don't know. We're time
0: walking a lot in this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: there's a lot to keep track
2: of these days. There's a
0: lot to keep track of. So and there's so much to keep track of. And we're so overjoyed. I don't know if we're going to time stamp this episode, but we're not even talking politics because (laughs) we're so happy with what's going on with this season. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, I mean, on the after show, I think we timestamped it, but it's stuff from last year. Yeah. So, and we are in this year. Just so if you're, you guys are paying attention. We're in this year. We're in the present right now, I think. (laughs) (laughs) God, we're more confused than Kit.
0: I know. Yeah, Exactly.
2: (laughs) does the place mean dead I don't uh, know
0: I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean alright till next week guys let's say goodbye everybody goodbye everybody, goodbye, everybody. bye everybody demon kiss and we'll talk to you next week demons discuss and demons domain are independent and not affiliated with bad wolf sky one sundance now and shutter clips of the tv show and soundtrack are used for the purpose of commentary only The soundtrack is an original score by Rob Lane and the Chamber Orchestra of London. The soundtrack is available for purchase on iTunes.